Welcome to Pod Rocket. I'm Kate, the producer of Pod Rocket. With me hosting is Paul. Hi, Paul. How's it going? Great. Thanks for having me again. Thanks for joining. And uh, with us as a guest is Eric Rasmussen, creator of Final Form and Redux Form. Hello, Eric. How are you doing? Great to be here. Thanks for joining us. Um, yeah, so to get started, what is Final Form? Okay, so Final Form is a JavaScript library for managing form state in your web application, uh, although it could be used in in mobile as well. Uh, but it, so the problem it's trying to solve is uh, how how state flows through your through through a form. Like we've all filled out forms. Uh, common example is um, maybe booking airline tickets or something. Uh, you know, now that we're starting to fly again, uh, and it, so you need to enter in. Uh, information and the form needs to let the user know uh, if what they're entering is valid. And there's so many things that go into making, uh, keeping track of, of your form state. Like uh, you would think it would just be the form values, but no, you need to not only with valid have validation, but maybe uh, you need to add additional fields or something depending on some other value that you entered. And uh, it's just a fairly, it's more complex of a problem than it appears on the surface, uh, let's say. And uh, Final Form is a, a framework agnostic solution to that. And what I mean by that is it doesn't care if you're using uh, React or Vue or web components or just vanilla JavaScript, uh, it's going to help you uh, manage your form state. It's going to handle all of those crazy edge cases for you in a way that uh, at first glance, you might think, oh, I, don't, I can handle all this myself. But as your complexity grows, uh, it's it probably handles all the complicated stuff that you didn't see coming. Uh, so <clears throat> it's a uh, it evolved, well, uh, it evolved as a, a second attempt at uh, form state management after I made a, a previous attempt, but we can get into that. I'm sure being the creator of said framework, you, you become aware and exposed to all these issues you're talking about. Of me hopping into the React app, React app I'd say, oh, I'll make my form. You're the guy who has seen all the edge cases. <laughs> I feel like you're talking really slowly, looking up into the air like, oh, God, these are people have no idea what they're about to step into if they do it themselves. Right, exactly. So uh, before Final Form, uh, I wrote Redux Form, which um, it was around the time that React was very, very young. And uh, if you look at the React docs, even to this day, you know, seven years later or whatever, uh, if you ask, if you look at the React docs about how to maintain uh, form state, they will tell you how to maintain the form state of a single input. And then they and then they leave you there. Like other frameworks, uh, like Angular, which I, which I had to use before, before React and was 
glad to to leave. But uh, they at least have uh, more of more of an architecture for you to to build your your stuff around. But React is just like you're on your own. Uh, good luck. Um, and this is this this is not this is not true at all. But uh, I like to joke that um, well, yeah. I mean, Facebook only ever has like their main product only has one input, uh, right? <laughs> Yeah. What, what is your status right now? Uh, uh, but, um, but, but yeah, so uh, Ray, I, I've been using React as soon as they, uh, as soon as they open sourced it. And um, very early on, I was doing a side project that required uh, like seven inputs. And it just got to be, you know, complicated to just, just to have seven inputs, right? And this was right around the time that Redux uh, sort of exploded, uh, and, and, and that's I, sort of the backend storage, right? You can have for React application um, in the front end. It's like a key value store, sort of. Uh, yes, sort right. of. Um, it, this was soon after they released React, uh, and uh, and everyone discovered, man, maintaining state for my application is hard. Um, Maybe a year and a half, maybe after they released React, um, the the Facebook React team uh, came out and said, "Hey, you should use this thing called uh, we're, we're calling it Flux uh, as this way to maintain state, where you have these different stores and you have these you you emit events or actions or something that um, that alter the value in your store, and then you subscribe to your store." And they they like released this document with these drawings and said, yeah, do this. They didn't release any code. Uh, they just said, this is how we're doing it in Facebook. And then everyone scrambled around to build their own sort of implementation of what Facebook said was the way to maintain state. Um, and I mean, I, I built my own little implementation and so did everyone else. And there was this sort of, uh, arms race in the ecosystem to see uh, who could have the best flux implementation. And then, uh, and then when Redux came along, it just sort of, for those of us that had been thinking around flux, uh, it all just sort of clicked uh, that, oh, these aren't stores, these are reducers and that, yeah. But uh, that was a very elegant solution to that problem at the time. Um, and Right around the time that I was, and I and I sort of was in this ecosystem and watching all of these uh, strategies fight it out. And when I needed to maintain, you know, more than three inputs for form data, uh, I asked the the people that were working on Redux. I said, uh, "Hey, is you know, can I can I actually like fire an action on every single key press to like update form state?" And they and they said, uh, I don't see why not. That that should work. And so I built a little reducer to, main, to maintain my my seven field form state, uh, and it and it worked. It was it was quite lovely. And so I so I open sourced it, and immediately it became clear that this was a problem that everyone was having. They couldn't figure out how to maintain their their form state. Uh, and it became really, really popular. And as you, uh, 
you suggested, I learned of all these different edge cases because, you know, when I first built Redux form, I thought, well, of course, when you're developing your form, you're going to know how many fields you have because, you know, it's a, you're filling out your shopping cart or whatever to, to, to check out. Uh, but no, then people came and said, well, I need to press a button to like add another field. I was like, add another field, you mean dynamic forms? What? Uh, and so it was a very interesting uh, few years of learning about the crazy wide, wide world of uh, form requirements out there and adding and like one mistake looking back at Redux form uh, was that I said yes to everything. Someone had a requirement and I was like, I bet we could make it do that. And, and then again and again and again and over and um, iterating on that, it, um, the library grew to be really huge. And kind of uh, unfocused maybe because you were roping in all sorts of functionality or is it sort of unmaintainable? Was it like unfocused, unmaintainable or how did it move? I, I wouldn't use those words. I would say that it, it just became, uh, you know, someone would come to me and say, hey, this, this almost does what I need. But if we could just add this, this Boolean setting that if, if this is, if the, if you pass this setting, then it behaves in this other way. Uh, and I was like, yeah, sure, we could do that. And it just got to the point where there's so many different settings and so many different, um, yeah, edge cases, stuff that one, one percent or less than one percent of the, of the, of the consumers of the library need. Uh, and it was, it was handling those things. And so it got to, it got a little unwieldy and that was around the time when people started worrying about their bundle size of their libraries. Right. And it's, uh, Redux form is a, is a hefty, uh, hefty library because even if you're doing the simplest little, little, uh, type of form, it's, uh, you still have to download all the code to handle all of these crazy edge cases that, um, that you're never gonna, you're probably never gonna need. And <clears throat> that was one of the uh, impulses for taking a step back and listening to all the feedback. Uh, like some people said, I don't know if this is still true, but uh, some people were using Redux uh, with other libraries, not not just React, um, because in in the end, it's just you know, some functions. And so people said, well, you know, why do I have to use React if I want to use Redux form? Uh, and then other people said, well, why do I need to use Redux? Like I'm, I'm using some other way to manage my, my, my application state. Why do I need to have this application state management system just to manage my form state? And uh, those sort of things um, were, were brought up to me and I sort of took a step back and, and rethought it and said, you know, what if there was just this pure JavaScript uh, thing that you could keep your form state in? And um, it, one of the other complaints was, 
when I change when I change this bit of form states, uh, like my whole form has to re-render, uh, and that was a a time when React was, uh, I guess, less performant than it is now. But also, you know, if you if you're re-rendering a whole bunch of stuff uh, with your React application um, really quickly, like on every single key press, because like forms are I like to say it's a different kind of uh, it's a different kind of user interaction because like we're using a different device. We're not pointing and clicking and and uh, with a mouse like we're typing as fast as we can type, and the form state like changes that quickly. Right. So I, I was I actually if if I could interrupt for a sec, I'd please, please. really really love to know a little bit about because we're getting into like the differences of why you migrated from Redux form mm -hmm. into its predecessor, right? And, and the details about this. Um, I'd love to know what inherently makes this so difficult because we're talking about a state management problem here. Ultimately, we're talking about some tree of components that needs to be altered and and processed in a creative way that is tuned, as you're saying, to this new input form. And this is new input domain of typing. Mm -hmm. So if you could, uh, yeah, just maybe give us a little light bulb on our heads about why this is a problem, um, specifically in managing that state and traversing that DOM tree. Uh, it would help me wrap my head around it a little bit more as well. Right. It's not so much about traversing the DOM tree, but uh, React uh, has always recommended that you use uh, what are called controlled inputs. And uh, that means that if in React, if you give an input a value, you know, with literally with a value prop, um, it will make sure that that DOM node will always have whatever value you, you, you give it. So if you say, you know, uh, input value equals foo, uh, you know, no matter how hard you bang on the keyboard, you can't change that value because React like has taken control away from the DOM to to manage that that value state. Uh, an uncontrolled input in React is when you don't give it the value and you let the DOM uh, node uh, keep its own value, and then when you submit, you have to go and like ask it for it. That's the way it was always done previously with jQuery and whatnot. Uh, Angular was a little different because they had this sort of like two-way binding where it wasn't really clear uh, which uh, you know which value was the canonical one if the if you if the DOM node was the one in charge or or the or the framework, but with with React, React would prefer that your DOM node your your DOM input uh, not hold any state, uh, like they sort of fight against the DOM in that aspect. They try to take as much control as possible. Correct. Right. Uh, and and so that means that you, if you're going to provide a value, you also need to provide an on change to then listen to the to the event and then change the value somewhere in your in React land or somewhere in, in JavaScript, uh, and then on the next render, give it give that uh, give that field its value back. So and also having the Having the value flow through your code means that you can do stuff like real-time validation or uh, real-time formatting or something. Uh, we've all seen those inputs where you're uh, typing in a date or something, and the the slashes appear between the the, the month and the day or whatever. Uh, that sort of 
that sort of thing is enabled by having full control over what the value is. Is that is a downside of that sort of like having too many things fire off all the time and having the fire hose just open up on the React side? It, well, exactly. The, uh, the issue is, uh, depending on where you keep your state, you could be, uh, like worst case is you have to uh, re-render your entire page on every key press, right? So uh, because with, with React, whenever your state changes in your component, uh, the component, the render function gets called again. Um, you know, back in the oldy days, there was actually a function called render, and now we do most most things with uh, with functional components, but where the whole function is your render function, and that was um, that could cause mm, trouble. And like like I was saying with the uh, with with the edge cases that I learned about, uh, I would have people come to me and say, uh, you know, I love your library. Everyone's everyone always starts off very very nice in their in their complaints which is is great like i've heard i've heard that some open source maintainers uh don't uh have such good luck but uh, everyone with me has always been hey i love your library but uh when i introduce my 300th input uh things start to lag a little bit and like to to little old me that started off with the seven inputs that seems like wow Three, what are you doing? Three hundred inputs. Uh, but I've uh, I've seen some of these um, some of these applications, and uh, it can it can get slow. So one of the uh, one of the other things I wanted to focus on with Final Form, uh, well, there were there were there were several things. Uh, I didn't want because Redux Forms bundle size got really crazy. I wanted to have Final Form be modular, so you could start off with uh, just the bare core basics, and then if you needed to have an array of fields, uh, there was there's another module that you can that you can install and and sort of tack on, and you can sort of build your own uh, Lego sort of form thing uh, solution that you need uh, as you need it, and there thereby meaning that if you if you just need a really simple thing you don't need to your user doesn't have to download all of the code for all of the crazy stuff but if you need to do crazy stuff it can grow to to manage that um, and it and also the uh, final form allows you to sort of pick and choose which bits of form states you care about. Like if you, if you don't want to re-render your form when the active field changes, right? Um, like sometimes you might want to do that if you want to show a, a tooltip or something or, or some sort of thing next to the, next to the field uh, that you're, that you're, that you're in. Um, you might need that, but if you don't, then you don't necessarily have to uh, re-render when that changes. So Final Form has this uh, concept of uh, subscriptions. It's a little bit like um, GraphQL or yeah, uh, things like that, like because where yeah. you can you can pick just the bits that you that you care about, and then you will your 
component will only be re-rendered when those bits change. So, um, so does this have sort of like a intern your own internal state machine sort of that you that final form builds up uh, to keep track of these things, or do you, is it, is it a different paradigm in the way you built it? I, I mean, it manages it manages all of that state. It's just it's just pure JavaScript, um, mm-hmm. and and then when you uh, if so, there's final form and then there's React final form, which is like this wrapper for React. And other people have built um, uh, wrappers for other frameworks like Vue and Web Components and stuff like that, uh, which was my, my whole objective to begin with was I want this, this to just manage uh, your form state. And then whatever framework you want, you can, you, you know, you can make it fit that. And like I always sort of, uh, my, my thought was, you know, this could you know, outlive React, like whatever we're using after we stop using React and we're using some other thing, this, we're still going to have form state. We're still going to need to know uh, which field is currently focused and which uh, field has errors and which, um, and then uh, are we currently submitting and do we have errors from the submit and do we have uh, asynchronous validation errors? Like sometimes you need to like go and check with the server while you're still filling out the form to see if, if a value is valid. Um, all of this stuff, like whatever we use after, after, uh, no one's using react anymore, we're still going to have all of these problems. Uh, and so it's sort of an, an, an eternal thing, right? Whenever we're using our VR headsets and like, you know, inputting our stuff in with gestures, uh, we're still going to need to know which fields are invalid. Uh, so it, and, uh, what I didn't realize when I first wrote um, React Final Form was how quickly that was going to be tested because I wrote React Final Form before they announced hooks. And hooks is a totally different way to manage your state in, in React. And it um, it was really very, very uh, nice how easily it was, how easy it was to migrate uh, to hooks, like, because with final form, whenever you need a new field, you just like say, here's a field. I want to subscribe to these, uh, to these field state values. And, uh, and then it it gives you that. So the, uh, and, and then when you, when you subscribe to a, to a field, it gives you back the unsubscribe function, which turns out to be the mm-hmm. exact API of use event. Uh, right. So it all just sort of clicked very, very nicely. Um, it clicks well in my head and I've never used it before. So that kind of makes like explaining it through use effect. That makes sense. It's like, so you can right. subscribe, you unsubscribe when the life cycle's done. Right, exactly. Right. Uh, and if you need to listen to a different part, then you unsubscribe and resubscribe with a different sort of sub- subscription of what you're, Choosing to listen to sounds fantastic because I I've made one form in React and I did it all from scratch and you know, it was a pain it was terrible I'm not a front end developer either you know I just play around but it was really challenging um, to 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 get that task done so I'm very interested myself to check out now Final Form we, we I should look at Final Form correct if I wanted to implement something not Redux Form correct Redux Form uh, came first and you should not use that you should and why not what's like the one or two centered reasons I, I remember you saying it's big it's a big library 
Right. Well, uh, Redux is still very popular, but it's if you ask all the experts, hey, I'm starting an, an app, uh, how should I manage my form state? They're probably, no, not form state, how should I manage my application state? They're not going to say to go to Redux. Um, gotcha. Okay. Because that, that was an elegant solution at the time, but there are better ways now. And everybody's moving towards smaller bundles anyways, like you said. I mean, the edge, right? We got the right. Vercel doing their edge next deployments and all that. So you're trying to get things tiny. Right, exactly, and uh, and also uh, like Final Form was was specifically built like one of the nice things about uh, building one library and have it become really popular, and then building a second one was that I literally had a list of all the use cases that I needed to to uh, to provide for, uh, like I had a requirements document, and when I was building Final Form, I could almost like build the tests for each of the different um, use cases before I implemented the code, and uh, I could make sure that it handled everything that uh, that Redux Form handles, and and it does. It handles all of them and more. Uh, if you go to the uh, examples page of uh, React Final Form, you'll see there's like thirty different examples of all the different weird, bizarre edge cases that um, that it that it can handle. So yes, uh, for sure, go to uh, React Final Form first. Awesome. Yeah, we'll include the, the links um, in our show notes as well, the link to, um, to Final Form. Um, and I'm curious, uh, you mentioned this on the React podcast uh, with Chantastic um, a while ago, but uh, Redux form, um, you had mentioned it gained a lot of adoption very quickly. Uh, was there anything that you did particularly or was it just like timing with the timing was right? Yeah. Uh, the question I get sometimes is, uh, Hey, I just open source something. How do I get people to use it? Um, and first of all, uh, question if you really want people to use it. Uh, but, um, yeah, it was a right place, uh, right time. Um, there, a couple of things went in my in my favor. Um, around that time, just sort of as a hobby, but also, you know, what I was building side projects with was um, I put together a uh, a sort of template for building React applications using all the cool modern technology of the time, like uh, Webpack and hot reloading and uh, server-side rendering. You know, this is before Next.js came along. Uh, so, and this was around the time when um, it was, they were called universal or isomorphic uh, applications because uh, it was so cool that now we had Node on the server that you could like render your page, uh, you know, b before, uh, before it gets to the browser. And uh, I put together this sort of uh, template of all this cool new uh, technology. And uh, that was, I guess maybe I did that before Redux form. And uh, that got, uh, like a lot of people were helping to con contribute to that and make it, uh, make, make it better. That was, Webpack was super young at that time. Um, but, you know, hot reloading was, 
like the coolest thing ever. Um, and, uh, and because I had this, uh, fairly popular, um, like there were, there were several of these, but, um, for some reason, you know, mine, um, mine was used and people were interested in it. Uh, but I included, uh, in it, Hey, if you want a form solution, uh, use, use Redux form. And I think like a lot of people sort of adopted it as the first, uh, the, uh, go-to way to manage form state, but also like there wasn't a lot of competition at that point about managing form state in react. Um, and, uh, Redux form was by far the most, most popular, uh, framework. Um, but I, I waited a little too long and around the time that render props be, were becoming really popular, um, uh, before I could release react final form, uh, formic came out and, uh, took everyone that was upset, uh, everyone that, that had, that was, that was using Redux form because it was the best thing out there, but really wanted render props. But for technical reasons, Redux form can't do render props. Uh, and everyone was like, it, it was just a breath of fresh air for everyone. And everyone went over to formic and, uh, and still, it, Formic is uh, ever since has been the most popular uh, form library in React. Um, well, ever since, although now there are uh, React Hook Form is uh, gaining a lot of popularity. Uh, that's that's a library that took the dogma that all your components have to be controlled. Remember, I talked about controlled control components before. It took that dogma and was like, "Yeah, what if what if not?" And just sort of ignored the the best practices from from Facebook and uh, and turns out that you can do some amazing stuff uh, with uncontrolled uh, form inputs. So and that also came around uh, around you know obviously when uh, when hooks when everyone was like, "I want to do everything with hooks." Uh, and uh, so anyway, that's that's. Um, and I'm, that's also a very popular one these days. Uh, and I'm very happy uh, to not be the most popular form library. Although I still think, uh, I still think uh, Final Form and, and React Final Form is an extremely elegant solution to, uh, to, this, to this problem. Uh, and I, Do you feel I, like it's uh, easy to wrap your head around one or the other more for like a newcomer who hasn't dealt with forms before? That's a good question. And to be honest, I'm so deep in the forum headspace that I can't answer it. Um, <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Well, I was just going to ask, you know, because we don't have a limited time. And I, Kate, when Kate sent me over uh, some of your previous stuff, uh, Eric, I came upon Centered, this app you're working on. So, if some of our time we have left, tell me about this workflow productivity application? Because there's like 10,000 of them out there. I want to know why I should use Centered, why you started working on it. Those are two, those are my two big questions, but anything else we delve into or Kate, you have, I'd, I'd love to get into. Yeah, I, I, I would love to talk about Centered. Um, it, um, it's gone through several iterations. Uh, I'm, I'm not the founder. I'm just an employee. Uh, I joined, uh, nine months ago, I guess. Um, but it immediately clicked with me of why this was an, was, was a 
good thing to exist. Um, I describe Centered as a mindful productivity app. So uh, what I mean by that is uh, you, you, it, it makes you aware of uh, what you're doing when you're at work and uh, you have to set out, you know, I'm going to get this, these two or three things done over the next hour and a half or whatever. And then it uses um, what's called the Pomodoro technique, um, which is uh, it's important, it, it, where, which is working for a certain amount of time and then taking a short break and then working for another uh, bit and then taking another break. And uh, there's quite a bit of evidence that shows that you're way more productive doing those uh, working with these with these breaks than if you just try and power through and, and get it all done because your brain needs time to to relax. And while you're on your break, you know, getting a glass of water or uh, going for a short walk or something, while you're on your break, uh, your brain continues to work on the problem in a way that uh, that it doesn't if you don't let it do that. Um, kind of like and, going to sleep and you're working on it without working right. on it. Yeah, yeah it's, it's like how we've all woken up uh, in, in the morning and like, oh, I know the solution to, to this problem I was working on yesterday. Uh, it's a little bit like that. And so the, the way Sendrit works is um, you, you open it up and it's sort of like a, a, a little to-do list, right? But that's super boring. In fact, literally all, uh, I find it amusing that uh, all the JS frameworks that you, uh, like the the first uh, example of how to manage state is a to-do app. Uh, and right. now, yeah. now I'm building one, <laughs> right? Uh, but uh, so you open it up and it says, you know, what do you want to get done? And you type in a couple things and you estimate how long they're going to take. Uh, which is harder than it sounds. Um, uh, but you, and then you say, okay, I want to, I'm going to start working now. And it opens up this little, what we call a mini player. And in the mini player, you, um, first of all, it plays, it plays music that, um, doesn't have any lyrics and has a certain amount of, uh, beats per minute that, uh, has been shown to like keep you concentrated. Uh, and uh, there's it's so so much psychology behind uh, behind centered, uh, and then you know it shows you what you're what you're working working on now, and you go about working on it. Uh, but uh, if you get distracted, if you uh, you know open up Twitter or you know I wonder what's up happening on Reddit or whatever, uh, centered will notice, and our our coach um, Noah will 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 say, "Hey, do you really need to be checking Reddit right now?" And uh, and it, it it at first it's sort of annoying, like oh, whatever, mom. You know, it's like someone is there uh, nagging you, but it's actually what you needed at that moment because you were you you did say, "I'm going to get this thing done," and then you did end up on Reddit, and uh, and you do need to nudge. And uh, the coach also comes on to tell you, you know, uh, okay, it's about time to take a break. Uh, 
and and um, and also whenever you whenever you complete a task, uh, he's like, "Hey, good job! Give yourself a pat on the back. Uh, well done." Uh, but the other really uh, mind blowing psychological hack that Center does that uh, that, that seems so counterintuitive uh, when you when you first hear it is that uh, you're encouraged to turn on your webcam when you're using Centered. And when you do that, uh, you can see little tiny videos of other people using Centered right now. And there's no audio, you don't hear anything, but what the effect is that you see other people sitting in front of their computers getting work done. And it's just like, at the university library, or if you have ever worked in a in a coffee shop or something, uh, going to the coffee shop, opening your laptop, and sitting down, and you see other people also at their laptops, uh, you it makes you more likely to get your work done because I don't know you see other people working and you sort of slightly feel seen, but not really. Like the other people at the coffee shop aren't looking at you, but it also means that you're not going to be like watching Netflix at the coffee shop when, you know, pretending to, to type. Right. Uh, so it, um, these little psychological hacks, um, are really, really powerful and it does, um, it, it, it really does help. It's helped me and also everyone that works on centered, uh, uses it all day long. And so, there sometimes, you know, a bug will crop up and we will find it way before any users do or any users report it because, because we're dog fooding it all, all day long. And, uh, and I really love working on it because it's of all the apps that I've worked on in, in my career, it's the first one that like I would be a customer of. Like it's one thing to be managing you know, backend database of inventory, blah, 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 super boring. But, uh, but, uh, I mean, and you can pay the bills building apps like that, but, um, but this is, um, a thing that I want to exist. And, um, so it's something that you want to work on. That's not open source. You've, you've done it. You've like found the pinnacle, like a lot of people are looking for. Yeah. And, and, and also like it's, it's helping people in the world. Uh, part of what I loved about open source is uh, that's uh, helping helping people. The the gratitude that I would receive when I implemented a feature that that people had been begging for uh, just felt intrinsically good. And uh, centered is, you know, making people more productive, and that's you know a bettering society. So it's. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm proud of it. Can they see that you're podcasting right now? <laughs> I have turned off uh, the, the, uh, I've, I'm not in a centered session at the moment. No, but good question. <laughs> um, that's awesome. I'd like to encourage everyone to go to centered.app and try, try it out. It really is uh, a, a game changer for literally like we're sort of aiming at developers now, but literally anyone that has to sit in front of a computer and, and do stuff uh, that isn't, you know, editing audio, I guess. Uh, but even, even for that, if you, you can turn off the audio, uh, 
and it just focuses you. And uh, anyway, I highly recommend it. Awesome. Yeah, we'll include that that link as well. Um, is there anything else that you'd like to point our listeners to? Uh, no. Uh, well, um, I'm giving a workshop in at Reactathon in early May uh, that's uh, around forms and uh, state machines. Uh, I'm a big I'm a big fan of um, XState, the uh, library to create state machines in JavaScript. And uh, since arriving at Centered, I've uh, refactored most of the code to using these state machines, and it is a really, really elegant solution. Um, but uh, if you Google XState, you'll find all, all about that. Awesome. Yeah, we'll include that link as well. Um, Eric, thank you so much. It's uh, been a pleasure, and we will see you around. Thank you. This has been great. Thanks for listening to PodRocket. You can find us at PodRocketPod on Twitter. And don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts. Thanks.